Welcome to The Everyday Heroine. This podcast is meant to inspire women's leadership to help encourage women to discover the truth about what they are capable of. Hey, it's Maria with another episode of The Everyday Heroine. We are back together again to work on the playbook for playing the game of life. This is part two of the attempt to define facet number six, where there seems to be a need to have something documented for improper play, illegal action, and misconduct, or something along those lines. But before I get into that, let's talk about Colin Kaepernick. Can we? Please? I finally watched Colin in black and white on Netflix, and I did not know his story at all. Of course, I'm sure most people did not, and probably still do not know his story. I'm also probably very late to the conversation about Colin. He made himself known to the world through his activism on the football field, which is one of the largest stages a person in life can have. I'm usually pretty late with the news because I do not spend my time watching or even searching for the headline news of the world, for good reason. Here's what I want to briefly mention now and then explore later about Colin. He is a great athlete in more than one sport. His senior year of high school is the standout story that needs to be heard and understood. Going into his senior year, he had multiple offers to play baseball and no offers to play football. It was clear to everyone that baseball offered a very lucrative future. Because his heart was so set on playing football and being specifically a quarterback, he defied all the odds and all the advice from everyone around him. He followed his dreams and his true heart's desire. I highly suggest watching the limited series for more than one reason. If you get nothing else out of his incredible story, told incredibly well, you may catch a glimpse of what I believe is the magic inside of all of us. Everyone is challenged to discover that magic in different ways. But in essence, that is what I believe life is all about. Okay, now that I've mentioned Colin, let's get back to the playbook for a moment. Let me be a little honest about this facet. My initial thought was on the disempowering side of empowerment. I thought that it would kind of be fun and easy to say that interference in this way is not allowed, or that obstruction in that way is illegal. But that approach is flawed from the beginning. As I have been creating this playbook, using Major League Baseball's official rules as a guide, I now understand how important it was to take the journey as I did. The journey and its many adventures allowed me to do the very important groundwork in the initial facets. It offered me a chance to build something sustainable with the utmost integrity. I'm pretty excited still, although it feels like a struggle. For anyone who has read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, you may know that struggle is crucial in finding the meaning of life. So watching Colin in black and white helped me to get re-inspired and refocused for a bigger purpose. 
As you probably already know, each episode of the playbook, I attempt to do a bit of a review to help in two ways. Number one, it reminds us of where we have gone in order to continue to where we need to go. And number two, it recommits me to the mission and the purpose for the playbook. It gives me a chance to remember what the objective and the ultimate goal is. And it challenges me to build integrity into the guidelines. From the positive psychology perspective, it provides the opportunity for micro-adjustments to fine-tune the precision of hitting our target. Otherwise, it is not useful, or it is not as useful as it can be. That would be a big disappointment for me. Really, what I'm hoping for is to create something that can stand the test of time from many different perspectives and still hold true. With this particular facet, it is definitely challenging me to look at how humans actually play the game of life. This is probably drastically different from how humans think they play the game of life. And here's where the magic either happens or it doesn't. Most people do not understand this crucial part. The playbook is an opportunity to look at happiness and success in a bigger way and hopefully a more beautiful way for everyone. I love it. I do. I love to be challenged. I love to learn. I love to grow. And that's really the whole point. I actually believe that there is a way to see life that offers true abundance, where there is room for everyone to experience that joy in life. Abundance and empowerment were two things that I talked about along the way. Abundance and empowerment are a few of the aspects that can lead to the objective of the game. More abundance and empowerment leads to more happiness and success, while the lack of abundance and empowerment or more scarcity and more disempowerment leads to less happiness and less success. Sounds simple. In simple terms, facet number six needs to be a point of view that catches the parts of life when we get off course. In Major League Baseball, like I said in the previous episode, handles things like interferences and obstructions that clearly push the game out of bounds. It basically loses integrity if you allow that behavior to exist. My initial approach to this facet was disempowering because I was first seeking to attack. When I went back to check on the list of attributes that I mentioned are disempowering versus empowering, the very first one is seeks to attack. So I had to call myself out. We cannot take this approach. I wanted the quick and dirty approach that attempts to say things like gender bias is not allowed, or guys can't treat women this way or that way. Part of me knew early on that was totally not going to work. That actually was what held me back in life for so many years. But a part of me thought that we could have some fun with it, and we certainly can if we have the courage to laugh at ourselves. I listen to myself say those sentences. I sound like a whiny little kid who doesn't know how to fend for herself. I sound like, woe is me. The big bad world is out to get me and I need help. And the mean guy did this thing to me, like a damsel in distress, or the exact opposite of women's empowerment. This morning, I was on LinkedIn and I saw a post from supportwomen.com 
where there was an image of a professional woman beside the words that read in capital letters, female CEO. The word female was crossed out and then an alternative was written above it. The alternative read, I am, with a hashtag reference to hashtag drop the label. My interpretation of the post places an emphasis on the fact that I am a woman CEO or that I identify as a woman CEO should be dropped. It seems to encourage a neutral label for being a CEO or a non-label. Now for full disclosure, the image references the hashtag drop the label, but the post only uses the hashtags support women and hashtag women empowerment in the text of the post. For even more disclosure, I reached out to the woman directly and asked her if she would entertain a discussion with me for consideration on my live broadcast, Coffee Time with Kaufman, the comfortable place to talk about women's leadership. I do not agree with the idea of dropping the label. Absolutely not. I believe that it is human nature to grow up in unique circumstances that allow us to identify with certain labels, with great purpose and intention. I believe that it is part of what makes us each unique. Therefore, it gives us an opportunity to be authentic. I know what it is like to live life for many years believing that I should drop my label. I spent time playing that game and it led me to some of the greatest unhappiness that I have ever known. It pushed me away from my authentic self. I didn't know it at the time. I was just going along with the status quo. I will admit that only because I had that experience was I able to learn how important it was to own the label of being a female engineer. I remember where I was when I first heard about the This Is What an Engineer Looks Like campaign. There was an incident where a woman was told by a man that she doesn't look like an engineer and discredited her. She posted her photo saying, This is what an engineer looks like, in an effort to break the stereotype of what engineers should look like. I joined in. I took a picture of myself and posted it on social media. My thought was, are we still playing this game? Let's go back to Colin for a moment. You'll find many things in the limited series Colin in Black and White. If you don't know, and I didn't, Colin was adopted and raised by white parents in a very white community. He stood out a bit because he is African American. If you look for images of Colin, you will see him with a very large afro. I love the hair. It is such a symbolic through line, not only in his life, but in the series as well. Owning his hairstyle becomes a great metaphor for being authentic and loudly claiming a label through a hairstyle. For those that hear about him and maybe even know a bit about him, you probably already know his feelings about himself. He is bold. He is confident. He has had some fascinating struggles from the day he was born. His struggles, just like our struggles, are necessary in finding meaning. How he handles those struggles truly defines him in life, as it does us. 
One important topic that must be addressed in facet number six is the idea of healing your inner child. This is another fascinating topic that seems socially acceptable to talk about in our modern times of self-improvement and leadership development. For those that are not ready to hear about healing their inner child, you may feel free to run away as quickly as you can. If now is not the right time, now is not the right time, and that is completely okay. Anyone that is willing to do the hard work to understand how to heal their inner child, you must know that all the work comes with great reward. Healing your inner child becomes the cornerstone of facet number six. Since Colin in Black and White did such a great job at illustrating the struggles we all face in life because each and every one of us has an inner child to heal, it was great timing for me to watch this series at the moment that facet number six came to be defined. Okay, so let's regroup so that facet number six has a chance at being drafted within this episode. The recap from facet number six, part one, goes something like this. I called out some of the general laws of human nature in that there seems to be a wide range for establishing what not to do. On one hand, we know that rules keep us safe, and on the other hand, all is fair in love and war, which is life. Things like the justice system are vulnerable because they are games that we play in life, so it doesn't feel right to use a justice system exclusively to help us with the objectives of our playbook. I can almost say the same about science. We can study and learn about things such as gravity. Knowing the laws of gravity helps to keep us safe. At the same time, as humans, we were bound to use science to defy itself and fly. Not only were we meant to understand science enough to defy it and learn how to fly, but we went so far as to find a way to leave our own planet, further discovering more about science. When I review the original objectives of the game, I'm happy to say that they still hold true. The game of life is a game played by a human living in a physical world between birth and until death, under the direction of that human being, and in accordance with the rules of nature. The human has cycles of sleep and wake stages that are a normal part of surviving and thriving under the hierarchy of Maslow's needs. During the sleep stage, the human enters a state that provides rest and replenishment that supports advancement for the human's existence during the wake stage. It's almost like you don't have to do anything there, but get a good night's sleep. For some people, that is very difficult. During wake stages, the human enters a realm with a variety of options for existence that ultimately facilitate growth and advancement. The objective of the human is to progress through the hierarchy of Maslow's needs based on the human conditions available in the physical world at the time of existence. The quality of life is solely judged by its creator, and there is no such thing as losing. Okay. So it all still holds true and makes sense to me. We need a few adjustments though. I attempted to narrow this down to attitude abundance versus scarcity and motivation because of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But I must throw all of these out because we handled attitude in facet number five in how we choose to play the game of life. The things that are jumping out at me are the objective for thriving, 
facilitating growth and advancement, Maslow's hierarchy, and who judges the quality of life when there is no such thing as losing. I find myself back in this place where it seems too difficult to attempt to tell anyone how to live life or how not to live life. I am no different than anyone else in this way. I keep thinking that I don't want anyone to tell me how to live. I do appreciate knowledge and the freedom to seek and gain knowledge when and if I like. I have a strong urge to abandon this facet completely, yet I cannot walk away from it either. I love this place. It's the in-between place where we have an opportunity to find the miracles and the magic as long as we allow ourselves to be comfortable with the discomfort. I know this feeling all too well. When I am open to this place, I find gold. This is the place where creativity and innovation live. Every single time it happens, I just wait for it. I must be patient. And then it hits. The gold comes in buckets. Here's what came to me. And maybe someone out there listening already knows what it should be. Have you ever heard of the seven deadly sins? My intuition helps me to explore the idea. Does it feel right? The seven deadly sins are a genius piece of work and is already created. There is no way I would have been able to come up with all of that before I published this episode for sure. But I didn't come up with Major League Baseball's official rules either. Nor did I come up with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Nor did I come up with energy leadership. This feels like the right thing to explore, though. I don't need to create every single part of the playbook by itself. That would be silly. Life has been around for a long time. By combining a few of these concepts together with a new perspective, I'm just doing what I learned from Hedy Lamar. She taught me how to be an inventor. The seven deadly sins came from the Greco-Roman antecedents back in the 4th century, a long, long time ago. Per History.com, it began as eight deadly thoughts. And because everything there is in life begins with a thought, this seems fitting. The seven deadly sins are lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. Yes, yes, yes. That is crazy how things fall right into place when you least expect it. Now that I say these seven deadly sins out loud, it becomes a bit of that juicy gossip column that I was kind of hoping for. I'm not typically one for gossip, but I understand it is part of life. I too must be able to face all of my fears. Since we started with Colin in black and white, I'm checking in. And I think it still fits because all the sins are in that series. It's must-see TV for playing the game of life for sure. The title for facet number six seems to be more appropriate to be called Avoiding the Seven Deadliest Sins in Life. I know I must include healing the inner child at some point, but now that facet number seven is coming to life on its own, I believe it will be best to handle healing and other things in facet number seven. At one point, I was going to pursue more aspects of the playbook, but my intuition is telling me to bring the playbook to a final draft stage so that we can do more playing of life than talking about it. We can always go through revisions and handle extraordinary cases with addendums as we go. 
For now, thank you for your patience. Enjoy your adventures and journey responsibly. Thank you so much for listening to The Everyday Heroine. It is my honor to be on this journey in life with you. Feel free to hit the follow button as we continue our adventures. Check the show notes for additional information on this episode. You can also go to mariacoffman.com. Make sure you are on the email list to get podcast updates. You will also be the first to get updates on our products and services and everything else we have going on at the Kaufman Institute. For those looking for career and life advancement now, find the links to get on a coaching consult with me so that you too can be living your dream life like an everyday heroine. Everyone matters and you deserve to live the life of your dreams. No need to wait or hesitate. Answer your call to greatness with one simple act of scheduling that call. For now, enjoy your adventures and journey responsibly. Cheers. MariaKaufman.com is M-A-R-I-A-K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N.com. See you there.